Hey, how you doing? Welcome to the J Mokopo podcast. Thank you so much for listening, for subscribing. If you're listening to this on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts, I'm so grateful that you made the time uh, to listen to this today. I believe this message is going to bless your life. So prepare your heart, prepare your mind, and let's hear God's word. What's going on, everyone? Ooh. <clears throat> Welcome to the J Mokopo podcast. Uh, we're doing it a little bit differently today. I'm on, I'm in a village called Bapong. It's actually where my grandmother stays. Um, and there's no other place for me to shoot the podcast. So we're going to do it like this, recorded on my cell phone. So the title of the message I'm going to share today is called Worn Out. Worn Out. You know, when something is worn out, it's basically... A thing that has been worn too much. It's been overly worn and it's at a place where it needs to change. And many times you can find yourself walking in your spiritual walk, coming before God. But the truth is there are things in your life that should be done with, that you should have put to an end. Maybe some things that you should have started, but right now the situation around you is worn out. I'd like to read 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. I can't make you guys sleep today. Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed. Behold, the new has come. Behold, the new has come. So the Bible says that if you are in Christ, then the old has passed and the new has come. Now let's read Numbers chapter 23, verse 19. It says, God is not man that he should lie or the son of man that he should change his mind. Has he said... And will it not? And will he not do it? Or has he spoken? And will he not fulfill it? So now, what the Bible is saying simply to you is: when the Bible says that you are a new creation, when the Bible says that you are new, when God says that He has done a work in your life, the Bible says He's not lying. Basically, in the book of Numbers, chapter twenty-three, verse nineteen, God is telling you that He's not lying and He's not a liar. If He says something, He's going to do it. Now, that's very different to the things that we face, the things that we see in life, people lie to us. People tell us they're going to do something and they don't. But the reason that God is God is if he says something about you, it is true. Now let's look at this. The book of Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 4. It says, Behold, his soul is puffed up. It is not upright within him, but the righteous shall live by faith. You see, when you read God's word, it's more than just saying, okay, I read it. It's more than just saying, I heard it. But the Bible says you will live by faith if you want the word of God to be activated in your life. If you want the word of God to literally speak and to bring change in you, you have to believe it. You have to attach faith to the word. Why? Because the righteous will live by faith. There are so many people right now academically who read the Bible so much, who study the Bible. But if you ask them, do they believe it? They would say no. So there's many people who can come into church, will hear the sermon, but do you believe it? Some people would say no. You can listen to this podcast, listen to all the episodes in the J. Mokopa podcast, but do you believe it? Do you have faith? You see, without the faith, the word will not bring life to you. Without the faith, the prayer service that you enter will not even impact you. You have to, and I want to encourage you, don't just run into the word. I think you sometimes need to prepare yourself. This is the reason why uh, I encourage people to pray before you hear the word of God. Pray before you read the word of God because you need to activate your faith. 
Now, I want us to look in the book of Joshua, chapter 9, verse 1 to 27. I'm not going to read all of it. I'm not going to read all of it. This is just the base passage that I encourage you to read. The book of Joshua, chapter 9, verse 1 to 27. But let me just explain a little bit of what's, what was going on. You know, because Moses had just led the people of um, Israel out of out of Egypt and now they're walking free and they're walking into the promise now in the Old Testament Moses represents the law now Joshua is a very important figure in the Old Testament why because Joshua represents who Jesus is he is like a foreshadowing of who Jesus is now the law cannot make you right with God the law just trying to obey the right things and 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 living life by your own works and by your own righteousness it's not gonna get you right with God so Moses sorry I just burped there <laughs> Moses um Moses being the one who and sorry I also have a bit of a flu the reasons my voice is like this nonetheless we move uh, but Moses um, what Moses does is he gets people so far but he can't get into the promised land and what Joshua does is he is the one who's raised to bring people into the promised land you need to understand that it is only through Jesus that you'll be right with God it is only through Jesus and so Joshua is a very significant figure in the Old Testament. What's happening is as they're getting into the promised land, God is giving them instructions of how to take over the land and they are just taking over uh, different lands, different territories. Now, as they are doing this, there are some kings in the land who hear about Joshua and what he's doing and now they come up with a plan. Now, let's let's read this in um, Joshua chapter 9, verse 3 to 5. It says this, But when the inhabitants of Gibeon heard what Joshua had done to Jericho and to Ai, they on their part acting, acted with cunning and went and made ready provisions and took worn out sacks from their don- for their donkeys, wine press, worn out and torn, mended with worn out patches for their sandals on their feet and worn out clothes and all the provisions they had were dry and they were crumbly. You see, they went to Joshua with worn out clothing they approached joshua with worn out clothing now like i said joshua represents jesus joshua represents who jesus is but he is a foreshadowing in the old testament now what happens with us as we approach jesus sometimes what happens with you as you approach jesus sometimes is you come before him covered in things that are worn out you come before him wearing things that you should not be wearing you should be you should have put those things aside ways of thinking ways of behaving you should have put those things aside but what happens is you come before god wearing the worn out things you see sometimes the issue is not what's happening on the inside of you sometimes the real issue is what you are putting on on the outside of you you see a lot of you who are listening to this podcast it's not so much that you don't believe in god you do believe in god you do believe in prayer you do believe in these things but the thing that is sometimes bringing a limitation in your life is not that you don't believe in god but what is bringing a limitation in your life is the things that are covering your life the things that you are putting on i want to speak about the type of spiritual life that will wear out the type of spiritual life that will not go the long distance i want to give you four characteristics of someone who has a spiritual life that won't go the long distance number one it is a work-based spiritual life 
a works-based faith. What does that mean? It means that you feel that you're right with God based on your performance before God, based on how much you have stayed away from sin, based on how much you have been righteous, based, you, you base your whole confidence in God on your lifestyle. And you know what happens with people who have a works-based faith? What happens is when they make mistakes, they feel like their life has crumbled apart and they are not right with God anymore. When they make mistakes, they think that, you know, God is no longer with them because they have fallen. They think their life is a mess. They think their, their Christianity or even their salvation is at question because they have not been doing the right things. Now, that will never be a faith that will last. Why? Because we do not hold our hope onto our own actions, onto our own righteousness. As believers, our righteousness is only dependent 100% on the righteousness of Jesus. So we are not here. We are not the, the type of people who are trying to live right. We know that the Christ has lived right for us and we just have faith in him and what he's done. Number two, number two, sorry, I'm, I'm getting, I got a bit passionate about that one. But number two is an emotion-driven spiritual life. Have you ever been in the car with someone who can't drive properly? You know what it does is like there's this movement and hey, 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 hey. And, and, and you are controlled by how this person is driving even though they can't drive well. That is the same thing that will happen to you if your spiritual life is controlled by your emotions. You'll just be going up and down, left and right because emotions, literally science will say that um, emotions are a chemical uh, reaction sometimes to the things that you're even eating. And sometimes you can think that you are depressed, you can feel like you're sad. It's not because you're sad, it's because you've been eating the bad things, like pop. Okay? <laughs> I'm playing. Um, but basically that, okay. Second two things is a prayerless spiritual life. If you're not praying, your spiritual life is not going to last. And a spiritual life that is empty of God's word. If you're not reading God's word, your spiritual life will not last. Like I said, the title of this message is Worn Out. You see, if, you're, if you are living a works-based uh, Christianity, if you're living an emotional, emotionally driven spiritual life, if you have a prayerless spiritual life, you have an empty of God's word spiritual life, you are not going to last. And the things that you'll be putting on your life, the ways you'll be speaking, the ways you'll be thinking will be worn out. You'll come to God with things on you that do not fully represent what he's done in you. You see, that's the thing that we do sometimes. The thing that you find yourself doing is that what you are putting on you doesn't represent what's in you. What you are saying doesn't represent what's in you. How you think does not represent what Christ has done on the inside of you. And it is simply saying that it's worn out and it needs to change. Isaiah chapter 61 verse 10, it says, I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall exalt my God for he has clothed me with garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robes of righteousness as a bridegroom decks himself like a priest with beautiful headdress and a bride adorns herself with her jewels. The Bible says that God dresses us. You see, what God wants you to be covered in is not only, come on guys, it's not just to be having this imagined faith, but he wants your life to be transformed, your life to actually be transformed by the Spirit of God. And what that does is it changes what you put upon yourself. You see, the book of Romans chapter 13, verse 17, it says, be put, it says, 
put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. How do we put on Christ? I'm going to give you three ways you can put on Christ because sometimes pastors be saying, hey, do this, but they don't explain how to do it. I want to, I want to be a little bit different. Um, one way that you can put on Christ every day, you see the Bible says put on Christ. Why? Because it's something that you have to put on. It is your job. The Bible says that you are co-laborers with Christ. So you're working with God in what he's doing in your life, but also what he's going to do through your life. So now check this out. Um, when you put on Christ, it's you making a decision. You're put, as much as you, you make a decision about the clothes you're wearing, you put a decision and you say, I'm going to speak like Jesus. Second thing, you're going to think like Jesus. Third thing, you're going to live like Jesus. So when it comes to um, whenever you're happy, whenever you're sad, you're depressed, are the words coming out of your mouth, do they represent the word of God? Next thing, in your thought life, when different things are going on around you, some, some ideas are hitting you, are you dwelling on thoughts that resemble the same thoughts Jesus would have? Next thing, lifestyle, the way you live, does it look like Jesus? You see, I have a question for you. How much would you seem like, would your life seem like a Christian's life if we had to minus Sunday? If Sunday was deleted and we looked at your life, how much of a Christian would you look like? And that's just one thing I need you to think about. And, that, and, and when we address those questions is when we start to say, check this out actually i need to put on christ you need to put on christ in the way you speak you need to put on christ in the way you think you need to put on christ in the way that you live guys i hope this is being a blessing to you i hope this message is blessing you so three truths that we pick up from this story three truths that we pick up from this story amen there are three truths so so like i said when it started the story in in um joshua chapter 9 there were kings in the land and because joshua was so dangerous what they do is they go and they act like they're not from the land so joshua must get into that land and then take over now they're already in the land and they know that joshua because god is on his side is going to take over now if you think about that that is almost the sign of uh, salvation experience because at first these kings were against Joshua they were the enemies of Joshua and that's just like us before we knew Christ we were enemies of God the next thing that happens they hear about Joshua and now they have their faith in Joshua knowing without Joshua that we have no hope so what happens is they begin to have their faith in Joshua but then what happens is when they approach Joshua they have worn out things on them that they have decided to put on that's so much like your life sometimes you were once a sinner then you had your faith in Christ but now when you approach Jesus when you come before him you're carrying things ways of seeing yourself ways of seeing your family ways of seeing your future ways of reading God's word that should be put aside they are worn out there are three truths I want to give you today before I close this episode. Number one, I want you to know that what you have on is your choice. You see, as you're listening to me right now, whatever you put on your clothes, just, as, just like me, whatever I'm wearing was my choice. And whatever you will wear in your life is going to be your choice. I want us to read Ephesians chapter 4, verse 22 to 24. It says, put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and its corruption through its deceitful desires and to be renewed 
in the spirit of your minds and to put on the new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. So the Bible says that you can put off the old self and you can put on the old self. So what does it mean? It's your choice. These kings, just read the story yourselves. These kings had the choice to wear the right things. They had the choice. And you know, in your life, there'll be times when you have a choice that you don't have to be negative. You don't have to speak uh, death and, and speak um, darkness over people's lives. You have the choice. You could speak better. You could be a forgiving person. You could go to prayer. You could be faithful at your church. You could serve with all your heart. But you are choosing the one out thing. And I'm here to say to you that you need to choose the things that God has called you to put on yourself. And that is many times the thing that's limiting you. Are you hearing me? That's the thing that's limiting you because you think, you think, you think that if you choose the lower thing, the worn out things, that it's going to bring some peace to you or it's going to bring some healing. And it's not. Don't, don't say, okay, I'm going to take a break. I'm tired. No. Keep putting on what Christ called you to put on. So number one, it's your choice. So I'm empowering you with that. No matter what happens in, in life, you must understand that it's your choice. You decide what you're going to put on. Don't let the circumstances, your family, whoever it is in your life, try to make you put on things that you should not be putting on. In your mind, in your emotions, in your actions, don't let people put it on you. You make the decision to say, it's my choice. I'm empowering you with that. Number two is don't let fear make you lie. Number Okay. Okay. Number one is... What you have on is your choice. Number two is don't let fear make you lie. Let's go back to Numbers chapter 23, verse 19. It says, God is not man that he should lie or son of man that he should change his mind. He, what he, will he say it and not do it? Or has he spoken and will he not fulfill it? Then 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, it says, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim their excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. So the Bible is saying to you right now that God has called you as a royal priesthood, has called you as a holy nation. This is what the Bible says about you. Now, if you say anything different, because the Bible says God is not lying when he says you are a royal priesthood, listen to this. The Bible says God is not lying when he calls you a royal priesthood a holy nation. This is what the Bible says. Now, if you say anything that is opposite of what God says about you, it makes you a liar. It makes you a liar. The Bible says in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 28, verse 2 to 19 says, and all these blessings shall be upon you and overtake you if you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Blessed shall you be in the city and blessed shall you be in the field. Blessed shall you the, shall be the fruits of your womb and the fruit of the ground and the fruit of the cattle and there will be increase of your herds and your young flock blessed shall you be shall be your baskets and your kneading bowls blessed shall you be when you come in and when you go out you see if you're saying anything differently to what the bible says about you then you are lying you see what happened in, in the book of Joshua chapter 9 verse 22 to 24. It says, Joshua summoned them and he said to them, Why did you lie? Why did you deceive us saying that you were very far from us and you don't dwell here? It says, Now therefore you are cursed and you shall never be anything but servants, cutters of wood and drawers of water for the house of God. They answered Joshua, Because 
it was told to your servants for certainty that the Lord your God had commanded his servant Joshua to give you all the land and to destroy all the inhabitants in the land before you. Listen to this. It says, so they feared greatly. So we feared greatly for our lives because of you and did this thing. The Bible says that they were so afraid that they lied about who they are. You see, what will happen sometimes in your life is fear is going to make you want to say things about yourself that um, are not true, that are opposite of what God's word says. See, there will be fears that are going to rise up and they're going to make you want to say things about your life, about your family, about your future that the Bible doesn't say. And if fear is making you confess things about your life, if fear is making you say things about your future, if fear is making you say certain things about yourself that is opposite of what the Bible says about you and your future and your family and what's to come, it means fear has made you a liar. And this is what I want to encourage you to say. Don't let fear make you a liar. Don't let your fears make you say things opposite of God's word. And number three, is your confession can lift you or your confession can drop you. You see in the book of Joshua chapter 9 verse 26 to 27 says, So he did this to them and he and delivered them out of the hand of the people of Israel and he did not kill them. And it says, But Joshua made them that day cutters of wood and drawers of water for the congregation, for the altar of the Lord to this day in the place that he should choose. Now check this out. Listen to this. This whole passage starts off with the Bible saying these men were kings. But because they were so afraid of Joshua, they were so afraid of their circumstances, they were so afraid of what was facing them. Do you know what they did? They said that we are servants. So they confessed that they are servants. You see, the Bible says that there's power in your words. There is power in your words. Now, the chapter starts with them being kings. But in verse 20. Seven, it ends up with them being servants. Why? Joshua says, because you have said, because you have said, they were no longer kings because they said. They were no longer blessed because they said. They were no longer leaders because they said. I want to ask you, what are you saying? See, your confession can either lift you or it can drop you. Some of you need to start changing your confession and start confessing Psalms chapter 37 verse 23 to 24. It says the steps of the man are the steps of a man are established by the Lord when he delights in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be cast headlong for the Lord upholds him by his hand. Some of you need to start confessing Isaiah chapter 40 verse 31. It says, but they who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Some of you need to start confessing First Peter chapter 2 verse 24. It says, he himself bore our sins in his body on the tree that we might die to sin and live in righteousness. By his wounds we are filled. Uh, we are healed some of you need to start um, confessing exodus 14 14 it says the lord will fight for you you have only to be silent some of you need to start confessing psalms chapter 91 verse 3 where it says for he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence or from the deadly um from the deadly pandemic change your confessions because they'll either lift you or they'll drop you you see i believe that there's some people who you know like there used to be this old advert about krimora and they used to say it's not inside it's on top the important thing he was looking on the inside but the real issue was what was on top of him 
And right now, I believe that the, you are listening to me. You believe in God. You believe in prayer. You believe you, you go to church and you do all those things on the inside. But the real thing I want to bring before you and I want to ask you is the things on the outside, the things on top. Are they worn out? Are there ways that you need to change speaking, ways of thinking, ways of living that you need to change? Right now, let's say a prayer to say, God, help us to put off our old self, put off the worn out things and help us to put on Jesus Christ. Let's say this prayer. Father, we come before you. We thank you so much for your love and your mercy. I pray may this message again be like a seed that is sown in the hearts of your people father thank you so much that we have uh, mediums like this like a podcast where we can use simple things just to get this message across so father i love you so much i pray for every life my god people who really really they've been putting on the wrong things that they need to put aside father i pray you give them help give them strength to do this in the mighty name of jesus we pray and we all said amen amen that was the jamie copper podcast once again just making sure that I'm consistent. We are in the village, in Bapong, doing it real nice. Um, and I'm praying for all of you. Take care. God bless. Please share this podcast. Link with all your loved ones, your family, and even the haters. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to the Jemo Copper podcast. Um, you know, I get reports, uh, you know, so many... Uh, inboxes dms about just what god is doing through this podcast so i just want to say thank you for listening if you know someone who needs to hear this message please pass it on to them send them the links uh, but also if you have time could you please rate the podcast on apple podcast write a review uh, and on uh, spotify it really helps the podcast you know reach higher heights reach more people and you know help the ministry do what it needs to do so if you could do that i'd appreciate it i hope you have a great week god bless you take care